Welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah, and I'm here today with Jen and Ashley. This is Ashley. We'll chat about our Unabridged Book Club's pick of the month, recommend related books, and share our nerdy English teacher love of reading with our Unabridged highlights and with short episodes featuring targeted topics. To follow along with our schedule, visit our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, this is Jen. We're here with one of our short episodes. This time we are recommending books to each other, and we all have very nervous expressions on our faces (laughs) right now. We are not sure how this is going to go. Before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. That really helps us to find new listeners and just helps us have a greater presence on the app. All right. So I'm just going to say I'm quite nervous about this. I'm not nervous about what y'all are recommending to me. I'm nervous about what I'm recommending to you. So I just want to start with a blanket statement that if you hate it, you don't have to read it, right? Maybe that will be a, an episode next season. <laughs> we thought of each other's recommendations. I think that that would be very interesting. <laughs> All right. So let's, Ashley, we're going to let you start. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Am I just doing one for one of you? So or let's one just for do each one for each of us, and then we'll go around. That's yes, okay. that's right. All right. So I will start with Sarah. I had a much easier time finding books for Sarah because Jen has read a lot of the book and recommended. Jen, Jen actually has a lot of experience reading and recommending books to me. So I think that because of that, I've read a lot of books that Jen has recommended, which has been great for my reading life. But me and set my <laughs> list of choices is episode. shorter. <laughs> not, not as great for this episode, but that's okay. So for Sarah, I would recommend the Six of Crows series. This one we've talked about. So there's this is a duology. It's the Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. They're by Lee Bardugo. And we have talked about this multiple times on here. We've talked about Lee Bardugo a lot yes. on yes. various episodes. She is an awesome writer. And I find that, especially with Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, it's a nice balance between a really the the things that you want to get from fantasy so kind of the escape aspect and the character development world building but also a compelling storyline with some gritty characters who've had hard times and who are trying to find their way and find each other and so I think that part is really powerful but the six of crows is a heist and like I said we've talked about this book for other occasions because of that, because it is very much a high story. And I didn't think I liked that kind of book, but I was totally swept up in this one. And I, again, I think that's because of the world building and the character development that it makes it so enjoyable. But the heist aspect also means it moves really fast. And as Jen always says, when we talk about Lee Bardivico's books, they are also beautiful. And so (laughs) they are, they are are very pretty. So pretty. Uh, so that's enjoyable as well. And, and you know, again, speaks to the world building component of the story. So I think that Sarah would love those. And I know that your TBR list is very long, Sarah, but I hope that you could add that one to it. I think that every time you all talk about them, I think about how much I want to read them. So I appreciate that recommendation. And I hope that 
I feel like I, I'm trying to really overload my summer with things like this, but I really would like to try to get those this summer. When it's only a duology. I know. I do think I that do helps like a lot with the fantasy books. That yes. The, long, the more the more books there are in the series, the harder it is yeah. to get started, even when I know I'm really going to enjoy it. Yeah, same. Okay, and for Jen, I discovered that she has never read Don DeLillo, which is shocking to me because – he is connected. We both really love Toni Morrison. We mm-hmm. both love Cormac McCarthy. And Don DeLillo is another big name in the postmodern world and movement. So I think because we had those other ones in common, mm-hmm. I was surprised that Jen hasn't read that. No. But she was saying she hasn't read any of his at all. And I love his writing. I love his style. And I think his books are great. So I wanted to recommend, first I was going to recommend White Noise, and then I also wanted to recommend Wonder, Underworld, and then I was not sure which one to go with. <laughs> I think that I'd like for you to first read White Noise. Okay. And stylistically, I think it is the most unique. Underworld has a really rich storyline, but it is very long, which I think you manage long books better than I do, but all of us at this point in our mm-hmm. lives Think twice before you pick up a super long book. Mm -hmm. And I think this one's not quite a thousand pages, but it is long, whereas White Noise is quite short. But White Noise is set on a college campus, and it is a lot about the life of a professor and his family who are on, who you know, he teaches at the campus. But it's also about coping with death and the fact that immortality and the fact that people die. And so there's a lot of really interesting and I'd say postmodern styled mm-hmm. things that happen, but they're all related to this idea of mortality and what we're willing to do to try to fend off death. So again, that's Don DeLillo's so White Noise, and that would be my first recommendation, but Underworld is also amazing. And if you want more Don DeLillo but don't want to read all of mm-hmm. Underworld, the... There's another book called The Angel Esmeralda, and it's quite short. It's probably a novella in isolation, but it's in that book. Oh, interesting. So that one's a nice entry point for that book. Very cool. Yay. I'm yeah. so excited. I love having books recommended to me. I don't know that I realized how much. So this is making me very giddy. <laughs> okay. And I think I might have Underworld at home. Okay. And okay. I definitely I definitely have White Noise. Okay. All right, Sarah. Okay. So for Ashley... And Jen, too, because I'm pretty sure she hasn't read this either. But this is my recommendation for Ashley, but I do think Jen would like it. (laughs) Sidebar. Uh, Sneaky, sneaky. (laughs) So a couple of summers ago, I read Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson. And I just love this book. And I really think that Ashley would like it. I know how much she loved The Hate You Give. And this book has some of the same – some some of the same – themes as the hate you give but what I like about this one is this is a story about Jade who is a girl growing up in a poor neighborhood she goes to a private school she she takes the bus out of her neighborhood to go to a private school to to have more opportunities and but what I like about this is she is the strong character There isn't really a romance in the book. It is all about her and her finding her empowerment through her talent Mm -hmm. and her intellect. And it's just really, really good and well-written. And so I think, to me, when I read it, and every time I see it on my shelf, I think of Ashley because I think that you would really appreciate how she comes to 
understand herself, to understand her family, to understand the her world and her place in it. And I just think it's a really powerful story, and it's very short. It, it you can breeze through it. Mm-hmm. I went. I think I read it in a day or two, and that is. We all know how long it takes me to read things, so it, it's a really great story, great book about women and the empowerment of women, especially in marginalized communities. So that's why I think will be perfect for Ashley. Awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> I do. I actually have that one from Green Valley Book Fair and haven't had a chance to read it yet, but it is on my TBR stack. So maybe I'll bump it to the top. <laughs> that sounds great. It sounds like an awesome book. And then for Jen, like Ashley, I... It's, it's hard to find a book that I haven't re- that I have read that Jen hasn't because she's just so well read and also I take a lot of recommendations from Jen as well. But one I don't think she's read is The Wondering Years by Knox I McCoy. Have not. So yeah. I read this last fall and I in both Ash, both Jen and I listened to the podcast mm-hmm. which is the which is the podcast that Knox McCoy is a co-host of and he wrote this book and it's it's about, it's kind of about framing your religious beliefs in the context of pop culture and figuring out your place in your faith and reconciling that with what you love about pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's about kind of finding yourself and it's hilarious. And what he brings to his podcast, he brings in this book and you can totally hear his voice. He has a strong um, humorous voice and he has all these hilarious anecdotes about the way he was brought up in an eva- evangelical Christian home and how he has figured out his own path in his faith and I think that's really interesting and then all the pop culture references mm-hmm. I've as I've grown up I've been this person in my friend group who is the pop culture person and then I met Jen <laughs> and I'm like I, Jen and her depth of knowledge and pop culture and and really lots of things but just she knows so much about pop culture that I think that you would love the references so I think this would be perfect for That's you so and, I think, and the the on scribd the audio is on there and Knox reads it so oh, I so I read it once and listened to it once, and I, I thought both were really enjoyable. So I think that The Wondering Years by Knox McCoy would be a great choice for Jen. Yay. <laughs> I'm very excited because I do. I love him, and I do love his voice. But, yeah, I didn't realize. I don't know. I just hadn't thought about the audio. I might do that. Yeah. It was really good. And he is also an introvert, which um, I think that uh, you could yes. also identify with. And just he talks a little about bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, thank you. I feel like it's a gift. (laughs) All right. I had a really hard time with this. So I was scrolling through my Goodreads list, and I just kept adding book after book after book after book. And then I had to narrow them down, and that's really hard. So I still, right at this moment, have too many books listed. And I just... (laughs) This is an ongoing problem in life. It is. It really is. And then I had... One book, this book that I'm going to recommend to Ashley, I'm going to be sneaky too, because I just until like five minutes ago had this on Sarah's list too. So Sarah, it's also for you. Um, so this is Ingrid Rojas Contreras' Fruit of the Drunken Tree. I love this book. I will say I listened, I did a mix of listening on Scribd and reading this book. I checked it out from the library and it is a book that has a really strong sense of both time and place. It's one of those that has at its center a historical event that I did not know much about, 
but through that you see this girl coming of age. So it takes place in the 1990s when Pablo Escobar was imprisoned in Colombia but has escaped. And it's sort of this reign of terror. So the the protagonist is a young girl who is really afraid because um, this guy is scary. And it, it's almost like there's a mythology around him that sort of takes over her life and her neighborhood. And while that is happening, so that's happening, but it's kind of it's ever present, but it's also distant. I don't know if that makes sense. While that is happening, her family is also going through a lot. I'm trying to figure out how to how to make it sound super compelling without giving things away. Her family is going through a lot, and her mother hires a maid from the slums who comes into their home. There's a lot of commentary about class division, and the girl... The main character, Chula, is kind of hero worships the maid whose name is Patrona, but also doesn't really understand what her life is like. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's this like she's starting to become aware of all of these things, but doesn't quite know how to conceptualize them because she's so young. So it's this girl becoming aware of things that are going to be really important in her life, but not knowing how to put them all in her understanding anyway. Ashley, I think you would love it. The writing is beautiful. I thought the narrator was great on script, so I think it would be reasonable to listen. I really liked doing the mix, which I'm not often great at, but I thought it worked really well to move back and forth because then I had the strong narrator's voice, but also there were parts that I just wanted to slow down because it is beautifully written, and there's a lot going on. So I think it's complex, and summer might be a good time to tackle it. But yeah, okay. (laughs) So that is my recommendation for Ashley, but also kind of for Sarah. <laughs> that sounds great. I have seen that one on Instagram a lot, and it lo- it seems really appealing, and people have said such good things about it. And I also think I've seen it grouped with books that I've really mm-hmm. loved, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, I have that. Thank I have you. wanted in a Goodreads giveaway, so I, I can stick that on my TBR. <laughs> I feel like that's the theme of my life. I'll stick that on my TBR. <laughs> everybody's picturing this tower of books all right sarah for you so sarah has been struggling recently with suspense novels because i think they are a thing yeah that you have high expectations for and often they let you down because if it's always plot focused and never focused on good writing and enriching the characters that can be really tough so my recommendation is laura lipman's sunburn which is I would characterize this as noir, and it is really great at establishing character without telling you everything about the character from beginning. It has this really, I was going to say realistic style of writing. I think it looks at the dark side of life, but somehow still makes it appealing. It opens in a bar with a woman who has just left her husband and child and then it shifts to the perspective of this man who meets this woman in the bar and it seems like this kind of simple meetup and then layer after layer after layer unfolds and you start to find out all of these hidden things about both of these characters that sounds very interesting. I loved it and it does have that just like I had to get to the next page to find out, but I also just wanted to kind of drench myself in the writing because, yeah, she's a great writer too. That was my first Laura Lippman book. 
but I've heard people say that she is kind of a go-to that all of her work is this good. So. Oh, that sounds great. And I do think that I think it's hard to to for thrillers because I want to have the surprise, but I also mm-hmm. don't want it to jump the shark. And yes. that is a fine line between mm-hmm. getting there to a part where it seems believable and just being so outlandish that it just does not seem plausible. So I'm excited to read that one. All right, right, Ashley, you're up. Okay. Uh, So I will stick with recommended to Sarah first. I, Sarah loves a good romance and she likes lighthearted books, but she does want them to have interesting characters with good development. And so I was surprised to discover that she has not read any of Stephanie Perkins' books. But I think, Sarah, that you cannot go wrong with Stephanie Perkins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think of – I've read three of hers, and I – maybe she only has three. Mm, three romances. And then she has that horror Oh, right, one. and she has the horror yeah. one, which I also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There is a horror <laughs> book of hers that we have talked about before that I enjoyed. But I think of the three romance books that of hers, I think Lola and the Boy Next Door would actually be the one that you would like the best – it is set in San Francisco, and it is about Lola and Cricket, who is the boy next door. And it's just a very sweet story, and it I think you would really enjoy it. But Anna and the French Kiss is her other – apparently I'm going to cheat throughout this and recommend more <laughs> than we one. Are all cheating. More than one at a time. But Anna and the French Kiss is the first one that I read, and I do think you would really enjoy that story. It is – Set, Anna is going to be a senior. She's going to be anyway. She's in high school, and she she's sent to France, which sounds luxurious, but in her family situation was not something that she wanted to do and not ideal. But then it's it's the story of her having that experience and being sent to France, and then going to school there and meeting people and and learning to manage that and kind of working through her family situation and uh and and. And she meets Etienne, and he is working through his own family things. And as you might imagine, there are some romantic components there. And same with Lola and Cricket. There's just it's just sweet characters. There are sweet stories, and I think you would really enjoy them. So yeah, that is Stephanie Perkins with Lola and the Boy Next Door, or Anna and the French Kiss. Can't go wrong. Both of them, I think you would enjoy a lot. They both sound right up my alley and I've heard you both talk about Stephanie Perkins before and I did enjoy her story and my true love gave to me her short story that she had in that uh, anthology so I will definitely be checking those out yeah. I'm not going to say I'm going to add it to my TPR but I am <laughs> she's <laughs> also great fast. on Twitter oh. I bet you would love yeah, her on I, yeah I like her yeah mm-hmm. I just like her in general and so I also want to recommend to Jen. This is one that has come up recently. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember which episode, but yeah. I, remember I can't remember saying. why, but I, I thought of this book. I read it quite a while ago, but I loved it. It made a really strong impact on me. And I thought about it a lot recently because it has some similar themes and stylistic structure to Pachinko which I loved and read recently. And so I know that's kind of what made this resurface for me is something that I've really enjoyed. But this is a book by A. Savandan, and it's called When Memory Dies. And this is a multi-generational book that traces the experiences of the Tamil tigers in 
um, in Sri Lanka, which is predominantly Sinhalese. And so it's the Sinhalese community and then the Tamil community, and they are the minority. And so it's looking at the the conflict between the Sinhalese, who are the majority community, and the Tamil Tigers. And it was just a topic that I did not know a lot about. And I think that what was so powerful for me about that book is the way it shows how hate comes to be mm-hmm. and how people accept in circles and out circles and how all that's defined because it moves through the different generations and so somewhat like pachinko where you're looking at the korean japanese relationship and how that came to be for koreans in japan i feel like this one does a lot of the same kind of things for sri lanka so it was just really eye-opening but such a rich story with complex family dynamics that move throughout generations that I just think is beautiful. I love that, that book. so good. It's, I mean, it really, like I said, when I read it, it really had a profound impact on me and had something that has stayed with me that I think you'd really enjoy. So that, again, you. that's A. Savandan, and the book is called When Memory Dies. That sounds good. It does. All right, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so my last two the first one is for ashley and i want to preface this by saying this is a book by Lori hall sanderson and if you've listened to prior podcasts you know that we all love Lori hall sanderson and we've typically talked more about her work in social issues mm-hmm. and that's what our what we saw her talk about at the virginia festival of the book so today i want to talk about chains which is one of her historical fiction novels and she actually has a pretty good breadth of work in that area too and chains is the first book in the seeds of of america trilogy and i just love this book it is about isabel is she is a slave when the Revolutionary War begins. And she's been promised by her owner freedom at death. So when when mm. that when the owner dies, she and her sister Ruth will gain their freedom. Well, this there's a turn of events and they are taken and have new owners by these horrendous people who are from New York City. They have ties to the the British and there is just they're just horrible to both Ruth and Isabel and Isabel meets this this other this slave with ties to the Patriots called named Curzon and he encourages her to become a spy for the Patriots and to spy on this couple who sympathizes with the British and it's just it's very compelling the characters, just like Lori Hall and Lori Hall's Anderson's other books, they are very richly drawn. It's just so well researched. You learn so much, and you just love these characters. You love Curzon, you love Isabel and Ruth, and I and you abhor their their owners. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just such a great novel, and I think that you would really like it, Ashley. And again, it's not very long. It's mid it's upper middle grade uh, fiction, so it will go fast. And I think it's just a really good example of good historical fiction for younger readers. So. Awesome. That sounds great. And, I, yeah, I actually own those. <laughs> <laughs> this is a theme with things that Sarah's recommending to me. I have that series. It was also at Green Valley. And I just haven't had a chance to read them yet. But I do think that I, I very much want to read them. And that encourages me to... <laughs> 
bump them up on the on the stack. Well, and when making notes for this episode, I when I read Chains, it had just come out, so I read Chains, and then I did not read Forge Your Ashes, uh-huh. and so it encouraged. This has encouraged me to maybe do a reread of Chains and then read the other two in the, mm. the trilogy. Yeah, because a trilogy seems manageable. A duology seems manageable. Yes. Anything more seems very a series of over- overwhelming. <laughs> Someone was telling me about a book that I would love the other day, and I said, "Oh!" And they were like, "It's part of a series, and there are seven books." And I was like, yeah. "I'm out. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you." Uh, so for Jen, I keep waffling between two. So I had one on the list, but I think I'm going to change. I'm going to recommend Still Life by Louise Penny Ooh. for you because I know that at times you like a cozy mystery mm-hmm. and I do feel like you are so well read and you have never read these and not. they are kind of like the pinnacle of the cozy mystery and they're all over Instagram and the bookstagram community. So I think that you should read this. Uh, it is the first in the Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. It is. It's probably not the strongest, but I feel like you need to read them in order, mm-hmm. so you need to start there. This is this book is set in Three Pines, which is this idyllic, cozy Canadian community in the mountains. It's I mean, it's cold, and a lot of the books are set at the holiday time, so there's there is this just like really deep-seated community that the people there have <laughs> but the one thing is there seems to be an issue with murders <laughs> and, <laughs> and so in still life there's this murder and of someone <laughs> and someone in the the community and inspector gamash comes in to investigate it but it becomes apparent that inspector gamash also has a history that you don't get to know in the first, you, you know that there's something about his past, but you don't really find it out. So it carries over throughout the books. And I think she's uh. up to 12, maybe. I think the 12th. So I have not read all of them, but I did read, I've read the first five. Mm-hmm. And I, they are not, they're not books that you are going to like run to read. And they're not super page turners, but they are just these cozy mysteries. They're, 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 are murders but they're not super graphic and if there can be a nice murder (laughs) those are air quotes (laughs) then it's I mean I don't know how to describe it except for cozy mystery but it's just not grisly it's not a grisly uh gritty type of book and I think that you would enjoy them and I feel like it is a cultural touchstone that you need to to delve into so so that is still life by Louise Penny, and it is the Inspector Gamache series, and that's book number one. Awesome. Summer TBR. Done. Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Last ones. Okay. So for Ashley, so Ashley and I talk sometimes, and she does not love mysteries always. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to find a good (laughs) mystery for Ashley. I am. Wait, I am. The Inspector Gamache ones are... On my TPR because oh, I keep cool. hearing such good things about that series and that you can kind of jump in and out. So, mm-hmm. but yes, I, maybe mysteries will be the thing to do this summer. When <laughs> I've mentioned Tana French before, and I do love Tana French, so this is me being sneaky again, and I will just say both of you would love Tana French. But her <laughs> books tend to be quite long, and they are they are gorgeous and amazing and deep, but they are not fast reads. So I wanted to go a different direction because it's summer, and you'll be busy. So my recommendation is The Widows of Malabar Hill by Sujata Massey. 
And this is another book. I was just realizing the time and place are super important. So this one takes place in 1920s India. And I just absolutely love the protagonist of this novel. Um, her name is Purveen Mystery. And the book, so the book is in the present of the 1920s. And in that time, she is a lawyer. And at that time, women just don't practice law in India. But her father has a law firm and is very respected. So he's trying to support her and to find a way for her to practice law. And there is a death. Okay, so she is in a Zoroastrian family, which is also quite significant in the book. There is a death of a wealthy Muslim man who lives close to them, who has multiple wives, and they are only allowed to speak to other women. So this is the like the perfect opportunity for Praveen to be an attorney, to work with other people and not just work on paperwork because she is like the only person who can go and help take care of the will and help execute everything. But she gets caught up in this very complex... All right, again, spoilers, being very careful. In this very complex series of things that happen because of their living situation, you also find out that there's a series of flashbacks to something that happened, to a relationship that Purveen had in the past that is very relevant both to her religion, to her Zoroastrian religion, and to this Muslim family. And it all is kind of complex because, because there are these flashbacks back and forth and there are these layers because it's about her personal life and her family and her religion and her class and this other family, all of these things for this other family as well. So you learn all of this information about India at the time, about the way that their religions and their classes impact what they are and are not allowed to do. And, of course, there is the prejudice against women at the time. Because she's a woman, her options are so limited. And now she would just be this amazing, strong woman. And not that she wouldn't face prejudice, but she would just be able to work her way through it. Whereas then, it, yeah. So it is just, like, everything about it I loved. And every new layer that was added to it of time and place and story, I just loved. And there's this great mystery at the center. So that sounds great. It's really good. I will say Ashley is much better than I am at unraveling mysteries. So it is. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You may be like, well, I figured that out like on page two. But (laughs) that doesn't always mean it's not a good story. I was really shocked. So, okay, so that's my Ashley recommendation. And then my last Sarah recommendation is I'm still a little. All right. I'm just going to go with this one. I did love it. Mm -hmm. So I think you would love John Boyne's The Hearts Invisible Furies. I this was my first John Boyne book and I was blown away it is gorgeous 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 so it's really an interesting frame the book takes place over the course of the main character's life but it dips in and out every seven years so you are constantly almost playing catch up with what is happening so the main character is Cyril Avery and You first see him as a young boy who has been adopted, but in this really strange way, his parents are always telling him that he's adopted and that he's not really a member of their family. And there's all of this kind of bizarre, like they want him to be a part of them, but they don't. So there's this bizarre, like bringing him in and then putting distance between them. 
it takes place in Ireland, in Dublin, and the Catholicism there is a very big part of the book as well. So I will just say that I think the cultural part of it and the historical look at Ireland at the time, I think that you will find really fascinating. There's a big social issue. I could probably just say it, but I'm not going to. There's a big social issue at its center that I will think you will think is really interesting to see the way that Ireland at the time and over the course of his life, um, the way that he is treated because of that social issue. I should probably just say it, but I'm not going to. So you can probably look up a blurb and find it very easily. But so... Uh I've seen also that one mm-hmm. all over Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's been in my cart a couple oh. times on Amazon. <laughs> it's but it's very long. So it is long, but I think you will love it. And it is it's historical, which yeah, I know sometimes you love and sometimes you don't. But but I do want to read it. It is definitely yeah. one of the ones that I want to read because I've seen so many good things. I mean, I saw it as the book of the year for a lot of people that I really. Uh, respect and appreciate uh-huh. their reviews so yeah. I do want to read it and the writing is great and it's very serious but it's really funny too there were times that I was laughing out loud and it's kind of quirky yeah I, I think you'll love it all right that's it all right everyone thank you for joining us we would love to know what you would recommend for us I don't think that we will promise to add it to our TBRs immediately <laughs> maybe to be like delayed TBRs but yeah we would love to know what you think of our recommendations and to hear yours and again we'll just kindly remind you to subscribe rate and review our podcast on iTunes thanks so much for joining us Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We would love to hear them. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, on Instagram and Twitter at UnabridgedPod, or on the web at UnabridgedPod.com, or on our Patreon page. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light. Many thanks to Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer, and Tim Rieger, our videographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.